back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 124, Friday, October 1st, 2021. October has arrived. One of the busiest times of the sports calendar year is upon us. We have the NFL and couch football now in full swing. The final weekend of the Major League Baseball regular season is this weekend. And the NBA and NHL regular seasons are about to begin. And of course, college hoops is just around the corner as well. And I've got some very exciting news to share with all of you on this quick Friday episode uh, for all of you heading into the weekend. Apologies to all of you followers out there who saw my tweet on the official Doggy Juice Twitter last week saying that a new episode would be out later in the week and then no episode came. I'm always going to strive to release a new episode at least once a week like I have over the past three years, but um, currently just happen to be living in very crazy times, and I'm about to go into why in a second. Just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own and do not reflect the opinions of PlayUp Limited or any of its subsidiaries. So the main reason why there hasn't been a new episode on here over the past two weeks since I came on for the NFL regular season preview episode is because of some very exciting news for us at PlayUp USA. Two weeks ago uh, from today, we finally got the approval from the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement to enter soft play and launch the PlayUp online sportsbook in the state of New Jersey. It was a major milestone for me personally because I've been uh, the one leading our New Jersey launch on the play upside, uh, basically solo since January, since I started with the company. And for those aware of the sports gaming industry as a whole, New Jersey is the tallest mountain to climb when it comes to getting a any product approved and going live with it, any gaming product. Um, all the hoops you have to jump through. Most most of the other states out there actually copied their regulations off of New Jersey because iGaming has been uh, live in the Garden State for several years now, um, you know, way, way back before PASPA was overturned, just with online casino. And of course, New Jersey led the fight in the PASPA case and, and went live with legal regulated sports betting right after PASPA was overturned in May of 2018, following only Delaware. Of course, um, Nevada had already was already live, as we all know, in Vegas. But to say that dealing with the New Jersey approval and launch process is a significant undertaking is a, a major understatement. In fact, I know that we got play up live in New Jersey or in soft play in New Jersey in a timeline that was faster than many of the other books um, out there. And, and there are currently several competitors out there still trying to go live in New Jersey. It's quite the process. At the end of the day, um, for me, it will almost surely go down as as the biggest challenge of my entire career. And I I learned so much after going through it um, as a compliance team of one for the most part during the process. Um, Everything that goes into getting an online sports book approved for launch, I mean, from the licensing to the product side to KYC, geolocation, uh, ID verification, uh, to addressing patron limits and self-exclusion, establishing internal controls, terms and conditions, privacy policies, house rules, integrating with payment providers, so much more. It's a hell of a process, and, and it definitely took a team to get it done. So special shout-out to everybody on PlayUp and our and our partners uh, for, for getting getting us across the finish line. Um, 
and, and most people out there just don't know exactly what goes into that process. And, and, and for me personally, it was also an incredible experience two weeks ago because we actually officially launched the PlayUp New Jersey Sportsbook and went into soft play in New Jersey on Saturday, September 18th, which also happens to be my birthday. And we had our, our PlayUp launch party that same that same day, that same night. So I actually booked a ticket the day before and flew out to New Jersey. Uh, got there at like 4.30 in the morning after some flight delays. I had to pull an all-nighter to deal with a few a few issues um, on the product side before we launched, but it was all worth it. A few of my PlayUp colleagues and I, we, we all flew out to New Jersey for it. It was a very exciting time because uh, now we're live with the PlayUp Sportsbook in two states after launching in Colorado in March. And I can tell you that there are more coming. Indiana and Iowa are next. I'm working through those states right now with my team, and uh, there are more states to come that I'm excited to announce soon, uh, soon enough on this podcast. And, and that's just for sports betting, too. Of course, there's iGaming. We're going to be working through that process in New Jersey very soon and, and other states to come as well. Uh, so it's, it's very exciting times, but obviously, you know, a lot goes into that stuff. And um, it's, it's, been, it's been quite the challenge. And, and for those of you who are not aware at PlayUp, we are really trying to change the game here uh, by having an app that's slick and user-friendly, but more importantly, um, you know, product aside, we want to be that book that's transparent in our approach because that's lacking right now severely in the industry as a whole. And, and you know, there's very few books out there. I mean, Circa is the one that comes to mind um, here in the U.S. That, that's, you know, transparent with their market limits and they accept bets uh, from, from everybody. Uh, they don't shut people down just for being sharp and, and showing that they have a pulse and can win. And we want to do similar things at play up. We want to win with the best pricing in the market or among the best pricing in the market. We, we have an industry st- um, leading uh, minus 115 price on teasers, right? On two team six point uh, teasers right now, which is the best in the U.S. regulated market currently. And um, we really want to be transparent with your limits. You want to, we want our patrons to know exactly how much they can get down at any time um, with transparent market limits and, and, and the best pricing and a great customer experience and VIP team. So that's, that's what we're trying to do. We want to grow with you because we're ultimately PlayUp's a book that was built by betters for betters, and we know that it's going to take time to get to where we want to be, just like this whole industry is going to take time to get uh, to where we all want it to be. It's just very exciting times. There's um, a lot of movement, and where we, are, where we all are right now is not where we're going to be in a year. It's not even close to where we were a year ago, I mean, even a couple months ago. So it's exciting to think of where we, things could be in a few years from now. you got to dream big on this stuff, and um, it's it's very exciting times, and um, and and our New Jersey launch two weeks ago came with a lot of additional challenges and issues that we've been dealing with as a team since that launch. Um, on top of everything else we have going on at Play Up, so that's uh, why I was not able to release a new pod over the past two weeks during that time. But now we're back and we're ready to rock. Yeah, baby. <laughs> So before I touch on the football betting action we have this weekend and touch on a certain game that may well end up being one of the most lopsided sporting events in, in sports betting history in terms of lopsided ticket count and exposure that sports books will inevitably have this Sunday, a special congrats to the state of Connecticut for officially going live with legal regulated sports betting this week. Uh, it's, it's retail only, but online will will be soon, but retail only for right now. And Connecticut became the 27th state, not including Washington, D.C., to go live here in the U.S. So we have now passed the the one-half mark. Over half of the jurisdictions here in the, in the U.S. are offering some form of re- legal regulated sports betting. 
Uh, very exciting, and I, I don't even think I touched on Arizona, which went live uh, right at the start of NFL season with a very um, exciting, uh, very exciting, but also complicated state law that essentially allows people to you know, to to get at a bunch of different books right away and register from the comfort of their couches, which obviously we're a big fan of here on the Doggy Juice Pod. But it's it's exciting as we have passed that that one half mark um, now that we've entered this 2021 2022. Uh, sports calendar year so it's it's really fun times since the sports betting thing's really catching on isn't it but the industry in the u.s continues to develop at warp speed it's seriously it's next to impossible to keep up with all the developments lots of consolidation lots of mergers acquisitions new companies in the space companies already in the space that are reinventing themselves or materially changing the way they operate uh, a whole lot of stuff uh, a whole lot of shuffling and a whole lot of new betters and, and new media personalities trying to sell stuff to you guys. And holy hell, is there a lot of crap out there right now. I'm not going to name any names, but long-term Doggy Juice Pod listeners can figure out who I'm talking about, I, I think at least. And a lot of net negative people are in this industry with a lot of loud voices right now, that's for sure. So I encourage all of you listeners, now more than ever, to carefully consider the information that's being presented to you. Uh, remember the official Doggy Juice Sports Betting Ten Commandments now more than ever as well, especially uh, the part where you, you absolutely need to be shopping for the best price because with so many legal books out there, and most of you listeners, at least in the state where you live, and I know a few of you are living in a state that's slow to move this stuff out, but um, people in, in certain states here in the U.S. have so much at their disposal. There's no excuse not to get the best number at all times and, and re- reduce the theoretical hold that the books are holding are holding over you. So remember all of that. Remember that you and you alone are in control of your own bankroll. And there's a lot of noise out there that is set up to remove, remove you from that bankroll. All right. So I'm about to talk weekend games, but first a quick reminder that if you're looking for some plus EV information that will help give you the keys to add to your bankroll instead of separating yourself from it, the Dimers bot over the quick pick section at dimers.com runs thousands of simulations on the games this weekend and can help you find an edge on whatever game you're looking to bet. Money line, spread, total, whatever it is, make dimers.com a part of your daily handicapping process. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Getting all swollen. So this Sunday night, we have the highly anticipated return of Tom Brady to New England when the defending champion Bucks head to Foxborough to face the Patriots on Sunday night football. And this is setting up to be one of the, if not the, most lopsided events in U.S. sports betting history, at least in NFL history, in terms of how absolutely one-sided the action has been. I mean, when you look at, at the ticket counts and, and the money going through the door, it's just all one-sided. We've seen some live movement this week as well, of course, uh, reflecting that. Uh, but it, it's really a game that everyone's eyeballs are going to be on. If you look at the ticket prices for this game, too, it's, it's pretty unreal. Obviously, Brady's uh, going to be uh, barring something absolutely catastrophic. He'll be breaking uh, Drew Brees' all-time yards record. Um, uh, I think like 68 yards is what he needs to break the record, so that that'll, should come in the first half, of course. So we have that. Just a lot of pomp and circumstance around this game, and a lot of people just wanting no part of the Patriots, remembering what they saw last, and wanting to back the Bucks, the defending champs, uh, coming off a loss. Now, before I even get into the game itself, it's important to be careful whenever you see or hear uh, ticket count and money splits, because we're hearing a lot of, of that about this game. And, and it is true about this game, because this is just a, a unicorn game. But here in the U.S., you really shouldn't be taking too much stock 
in those figures when you see those coming out of a lot of the the books, a lot of the usual suspects here uh, in the U.S., the, the legal regulated sports books. And I see a lot of my friends making this mistake all the time and talking about, oh, the ticket count and money is is, uh, is this way or is, is X at, at, at book X here in the U.S. But um, in reality, when we're talking about this U.S. market, as most of you are aware, most of the books out there are not taking sharp money. They're either completely squeezing out the sharps or they're severely limiting them. And I, I myself here in Illinois, I'm unable to get down at, at certain books just the way the way it is. Once you reach a certain level, the, the issue really does become uh, getting down. And unfortunately, the offshores still lead the way there in terms of taking the sharp action. There is one exception here, and, and we're looking forward to, to play up to be um, that other exception. We, we think we're getting there as well. I'm comfortable saying this about a competitor, though, but but Circa, they're the one book that is taking sharp action out um, in they're in, uh, live in Nevada and Colorado right now. But um, so it, when they're saying where their you know where their money is coming from, that's when you you stop and listen because you know they're taking the sharp action. But to look at the numbers coming out of the other books in terms of their especially the you know the ticket counts are one thing, but the the amount of money in play it's it's really useless information for the most part. It can get a lot of people into trouble. So that's something important to keep in mind because you're going to see these betting splits and these money splits uh, being thrown around by some of these books all weekend long uh, regarding this game. And and this game itself, Bucks Pats, it really is the perfect storm. It's it's a dream unicorn event for contrarian bettors. You, you know you hear the reports coming out of Bucks Pratt. Practice. The team's looking great. They're coming off a loss. Obviously, the Brady angle, uh, going back, facing Belichick and uh, and the Patriots, and uh, you know, it's the whole storyline's all there. Everyone's eyeballs are going to be on this game. And remember, I, I told you this a couple weeks ago, but I'm currently not doing numbers like I have done in the past in NFL and college football. I only have my priors from last year that are becoming less valuable with each passing week. So I don't have like a, an act, you know, like a, a firm number on this game, but just doing some quick line analysis exercises, looking at, at past lines from previous weeks and, and, uh, and considering how much you want to upgrade or downgrade teams based off their performances, keeping in mind that outside any major injuries, especially the quarterbacks, it's very rare to upgrade or downgrade a team by, uh, two points in any given week, and when you're looking at at you know some of this stuff and considering okay if it's if the line's seven right now, and that's factoring a certain amount of home field advantage, and the the value of home field advantage continues to shrink in the NFL. Although I would argue Sunday night, the, perhaps one of the some of the best home field advantage you can think of in terms of the fans. And I've discussed in the past too that home field advantage is not just fan attendance. There's a lot that goes into that. There's travel. There's not waking up in the same bed. So that's that's not the only part of the number. But but at the same time, when you think that this line's at seven, and you even if you assign two points for home field, um, that's essentially saying that the Patriots are nine points better than the Bucks. And if you give the Patriots, or sorry, the, the Bucks are ter- are nine points better than the Patriots. And if you switch it around, and this game was being played in Tampa Bay, will we have a situation with Tampa Bay's favored by eleven points, giving them two points for home field advantage? That seems pretty inflated right now, especially for a Patriots team that that's uh, you know a, a strong line, a, a middling team, no doubt in terms of their their biggest power rating, and anybody worth their salt that has a power rating. But still, when you consider the amount of points in play, it's very clear that there's one value side here if you're going to be betting, and it's not going to be on the Bucks. So this is something you got to consider if you are looking to bet the Bucks. You should have done so at six last Sunday and Monday, or at six and a half earlier in the week, um, but. 
if you absolutely must, you should probably get in on the sevens that are still out there right now because I think it's more likely than not that we might be seeing this one tick north of a of a touchdown just to attract some money back. Um, but I will be one of those contrarians that are on the Pats on Sunday night. No need to rush on this one if you're following me, but I, I have already played a half a unit on the Patriots at plus seven uh, reduced VIG and sprinkled about a, a, like a tenth of a unit on the money line so far. But I will almost surely be adding to that position on Sunday, especially if and when the line gets to seven and a half. And a special reminder that I will have the same amount on this game as a small conference college football game on Saturday, just because it's the primetime football Sunday night game that everyone and their uncle is going to be watching does not mean that you need to bet more on this game than another game earlier in the weekend. The money prints the same regardless of the event. So earlier in the day, uh, we have some other really intriguing NFL matchups, and we've seen the money flow a certain way this week. Uh, We have seen a lot of Jets money coming in um, against the Titans. Obviously, the Titans not having uh, a receiver that we that anyone recognizes to, to trot on the field this week uh, as part of that. I just think it's also just a, a tremendous spot for the Jets as well. But now that that line's down to six, you really are uh, you've lost out on, on the the, you know, the value that was there when it was seven and a half and seven for most of the week. The Bears Lions total. Um, I'm bringing this one up because you know there has been Lions money throughout the week, but the total was the big mover in that one. It was 44, 44 and a half um, earlier in the week. I was fortunate enough to scoop up a lot of that, but that that line's now or that total's now down to 41. Just something to keep in mind if you're going to be looking to play the under in that game. You know, if you hear that hot pundit out there say they like the under without giving you a number in the Bears Lions game, just remember that odds makers out there that are paid a lot of money. Uh, Open this one up 44, 44 and a half earlier in the week, knowing full well that there was uh, uncertainty in terms of, of who the Bears quarterback was going to be. Um, last week was a dream teaser week uh, for all of you listeners out there who have been equipped with the best way to play um, advantage teasers in the NFL on the pod over the past three years. Absolutely cleaned up last week. I think every single advantage teaser leg cashed. Um, thanks um, largely in part, uh, or at least for one of them, to Justin Tucker for breaking the NFL record and hitting that field goal over the Lions uh, to get that leg home as well. But just a reminder for all of you listeners out there who are not aware or new listeners who are out there, um, a Stanford Wong teaser is what they're known as, but the uh, six-point two-team NFL teaser that crosses through the key numbers of three and seven on both legs while still not laying vig that's anything more than minus 120 um, can be a very strong mathematical advantage, especially in an NFL that um, that's had a lot of parity recently. Um, these obviously lose their luster when totals go up, so you always have to be wary in a game with a higher total, uh, but they're especially, on the flip side, a lot more valuable when you have a lower total to work with, increasing the relative value of each point you're teasing through because by, playing teasers is essentially buying points. It's the exact same uh, concept, uh, and you're paying for it in the form of VIG. Um, so it's important to keep in mind that you're not laying more than minus 120 on those, but also teasing through key numbers as well because not every number is created equally. And last week was tremendous. I think every single one got home. And at the start of this week, there was a very strong teaser board to look at in terms of the classic Stanford Wong Advantage teaser. Um, but I feel like, you know, this week, and I, I feel like some others out there agree with me, and the market seems to agree too, it's not as strong this week. A lot of those um, teams that were early candidates early on in the week um, have have law, the lines moved against them um, out of their favor, taking them out of, of the teaser category category. 
Um, you know, I guess the, the Titans being the most obvious one because they were seven and a half at the beginning of the week. Now they're one six and a half, six. Uh, but we've also seen money come in on, on some of the other dogs out there too. But it's also important to remember that teasing up from, you know, one and a half point dog, two and a half point dog, teasing through three and seven up to seven and a half, eight, eight and a half is equally as valuable. Uh, so that's something else to keep in mind heading into this week. But I really do think that it's not as strong this week. I, a lot of people that made a lot of money on the teasers last week, uh, it's not it's not that easy. <laughs> it's, there's going to be lumps doing these. You're going to have losing weeks playing the teasers. Uh, so just pick your spots. Just because you made money and have house money doesn't mean you need to give it back. Keep your bankroll in check and, and pick your spots. And this week's teaser of the week, let's call it the Saints um, actually, you can get them down to, to minus one. So it's not even a classic teaser. The reason why I'm okay with still doing it is because some spots are at seven and a half as I record this. But uh, with such a low total, the total's crashing that game. I think it opened 47, but it's sitting at 42 as I record this. Um, obviously, points are be tougher to come by. So teasing the Saints down to minus one at home against the Giants, essentially asking them just to win that game outright. Um, let's pair them with the Falcons. Um, and I, I do expect that line actually to tick up a bit more, so you might be able to wait on that one. But Falcons, you can get up to plus 7.5 right now. Also a low-scoring game against uh, Washington at home, basically asking them to keep it a one-score game. I, I think that's a strong teaser uh, pairing this week as well. Um, but a quick note on the Saints, because this is one of my favorite angles, and people are talking about this too, but uh, it's really an angle from the late, great David Malinsky. Um, one of his favorite angles to play, um, especially in baseball and, and, and basketball, NBA and MLB, but fading teams that are coming home after a long road trip. And this, I've talked about this in the Doggy Just Pod in the past. It actually applied to the 49ers as well um, last week because they stayed out east again and were, were away from home for a couple weeks. And uh, similar to last year, if all of you remember, it happened with the Eagles. We're all over the Eagles um, in a similar spot facing the 49ers on the road on primetime football. Uh, we were all over the Eagles in that game, and they ended up winning outright in a similar spot. And the idea is and this applies to the Saints this week because they've been gone because of the hurricane. I think they've been away for like a month. But the basic premise here, and this is you know teams returning from like a one two week road trip too, is these guys are human beings just like the rest of us. When they get home from that long of a layoff, a layoff, there's a lot of things to attend to. You know, you're seeing family for the first time that you haven't seen in a few weeks. Um, you know, there's as simple as do you know figuring out your your laundry or maybe all the little things that we do when you get home from a long trip. Think about what it's like for you when you return home from like a, a bachelor party in Vegas, or if you're gone from like you know a longer vacation for like a week uh, with with your spouse or something. There's stuff to, to attend to, no matter how rich you are. You know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, these guys have other people that can do that stuff for them. While that's true, and while they have like, you know, all the advantages you could think of uh, in terms of treatment and everything, there's the human element that does come into play. And that does take... Uh, the teams and players and, and, and even the training staff and the coaching staff away from focusing on preparing for that week's opponent. So it's something really important to keep in mind. This does apply to the Saints this week because uh, they've been gone for this long, and, and obviously the hurricane affected their community. So I think that's an extra factor to keep in mind. I think that's partially why we've seen some of that money uh, come in on, on the dog in this one. But I still like the Saints and the teaser leg in their first home game of the year um, after the hurricane. So I think it's it's a strong look. And as I record this on Friday evening, um, another great bet and a special shout out to Matt Landis, uh, friend of the Doggy Juice Pod and host of the Props and Hops Pod on Dimers.com. This is the Matt Landis special, but in the Rams-Cardinals game, 
Uh, the shortest touchdown under one and a half yards is at minus 120 on DraftKings as I record this. This one screams value, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the game is a high total that I actually honestly lean over sitting at 54. And when you have a total that high, um, the the chances of there being a touchdown at the one-yard line, of course, go up. There's going to be more touchdowns. But obviously with two teams that are going to air out the ball, um, secondaries that are uh, at least on the Arizona side, uh, there's leaves a lot to be desired. Um but obviously two teams that, that are going to be going uh, at each other's throats on the offensive side. Uh, all it takes is you know one PI in the end zone or you know a couple of those goal lines just to get the ball to the one-yard line, and it really is a great bet at minus 120 or better uh, currently on DraftKings. I would even call that one good up to minus 150. I know that, uh, that Matt Landis has, has been making that his target price as well. So we got some good value there on that one, ladies and gents, so uh, be sure to play that one. And on the college side of things, don't really have any plays, but I have seen some decent uh, sharp money come in on two Pac-12 sides this week. You still get after these lines right now as I record this. Stanford plus eight at home against Oregon and Arizona State plus three against UCLA. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. If you enjoyed listening to this, then please rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you can. Just that quick rating, 10 to 15 seconds at most, really helps get the pod out there. Uh, especially you know those people who are interested in learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization or just how to become a, a sharper sports better uh, during these very exciting times in the industry. So anything you can do to help spread the word and the love, uh, it's very much appreciated. And this is also the one-year anniversary of the day that the Doggy Juice Pod became a part of the Dimers family. Um, it's been wonderful. Those guys are great over there at Dimers. I really believe in what they're building, uh, the community of, of like-minded bettors who want to attack this the right way. So special shout out to Dimers. It's been wonderful, wonderful partnership uh, for the past year, and I'm excited to move forward uh, with um, with Doggy Juice Podcast under the Dimers umbrella. Next week, I'm going to be out in Las Vegas for the Global Gaming Expo. So if any of you listeners out there are in Vegas for G2E, then be sure to let me know. I'm planning to do a podcast episode from Vegas, likely right before next weekend, uh, when I'm going to be staying at the Circa and when my fellow Chicagoans flood Sin City because a certain team from a certain town is coming to Vegas next weekend. Really looking forward to seeing all of those uh, friendly Chicago faces when the Bears play the Raiders. So be sure to look me up uh, if you're going to be out in Vegas. I'm actually going to be staying there um, even into the following week after next. So that's about it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast. Good luck on your action this weekend, and I'll talk to you all soon. Doggy Juice out.